Lance Franklin hails from Dowron. That's also part of the Perth recruitment zone. Perhaps the most famous one-game wonder in the Perth Football Club's history, Lance Franklin. He retired during the week after 354 games, 1,066 goals and two premierships, amongst other unbelievable career achievements. Josh Carter, he shared the footy field with Buddy at the other end of the ground at different times. He joins us now to reflect on his career and Shannon Hearn as well, a former teammate of Josh's during his time with the Eagles. Good day to you, Josh. Morning, lads. How are we? We're very well. It's a sad week. It's a sad time of year when, when players retire. Greats of the game. It might start with Buddy because he retired before uh, Bunger did on Tuesday. Uh, what an incredible player. Uh, not many have better highlights reels than Lance Franklin over the course of their careers. Yeah, look, he's had a, a, an amazing career. I mean, he's had some issues with injuries, but to finish off the way he has, you know, with a, an amazing career, as you mentioned, you know, 354 games, over 1,000 goals. Not many players can say they've, they've finished their career knowing they've got those kind of stats. And, you know, they have premierships under his belt, all Australian team selections, you know, leading goal scorer for two sides. Not not just one, but, you know, six and seven multiple occasions. So it just, just goes to show, you know, just his capabilities when he was at his best. And to finish off the way he, he did, you know, like obviously his body's not holding up as well as he, he his hope and to finish off the game and finish off, you know, to the rest of the season to now make the call it's kind of difficult for a player to have that mindset and, and process to go through and, and it's, it's obviously challenging to change your, your mind to whether you can continue to go on but for him you know like to, to finish the way he has it's credit to him and he's amazing and he's always going to be uh, a legend of the game to be remembered forever Josh, we saw him on the field. He always had that strut. He had that aura um, of confidence in the way that he went about the game. But off the field, it seems to be a very, very private person. I don't know if you had much to, to do with him, but a little bit about his character. It just seems to be well-loved. And, um, yeah, it, it just seems as though that once he gets over that white line, he's, he puts on a cape. Yeah, look, he's always been a really quiet fella and a very uh, humbled man. And, I've actually known Buddy since we were very young. So I played football with him at the Big Park Raiders when I was 14. He was 16. So I played a few games for him back then, and he actually couldn't kick a football. So oh. to now see the way that he's, uh, he's yeah, grown up and then to finish off the career he's had, it's, it's amazing. And to know that he's, he's done so well in his life, you know, and obviously, every, I mean, his partner and his, his, his children and all that. So it's just incredible that he's been able to do so but yeah very humble person off field very quiet keeps himself a lot like like the other guys like dusty and all that so you know they're, they're the guys that you respect in the way they go about their business once you cross that white line it, it's all all business so yeah he's he's a true legend and, and a great character as well off field amazing josh that a man who, who struggled to kick the footy at 16 would go on to kick a thousand and sixty six goals did he have the the arc the famous arc where he, where he veered out to his uh, to his right did he always have that well he didn't have much space back then because everybody was trying to get the footy so it was like you know yeah kids are they, they all just want to get the ball so when he got the got the football the arc wasn't really around back then but yeah look i think it's something that he worked on growing up and yeah he's, he's developed into an amazing footballer and, and a true champion of the game he has i wonder what's next for him do you think you'll stay involved in footy, Josh, or do you think he'll move right away from it and maybe into business? Uh, you'd, you'd hope so, but you, you think it's you know you've been in the game for such a long time. Maybe you have time away just to get a bit of a mental break, take the family away, and just enjoy a bit of quality time with them because you know that football's uh, 100% commitment-wise. It, it takes a lot out of your your lifestyle during your weeks, and so I think yeah, have a bit of time away, have, have some time with the family, and then. You know, you never know what's going to happen with your decision in the future. He might get into media, he might stick around, get some coaching, but, you know, that's, that's a question really up to him, what he does with his, his future. Yeah, 
So it really all comes down to the family first, I'd say. Of course. Uh, what about on field? Did you away from Vic Park under uh, under sixteens? Did you uh, did you encounter him on a footy field? Because you played at opposite ends of the ground. Was there ever an altercation <laughs> with Buddy? No, nah, not really. We we'd um, we'd bump into each other a few times here and there. But I had the big boys looking after me. I had Lakey when I was at the Dogs to to take him on one on one, and then obviously at the other end, I had big Barry Hall. So and then you you go to the the Eagles, and he had guys like you know. Big glassy to take him on one on one. He had Schofield, who loves a bit of a biff, and, and then you've got down the other end you got Big JK, who would always match him in the goal kicking tallies. So he would kick ten goals in a day. So there was always that you know, atmosphere between both ends, and, and always the challenges. But yeah, it was always exciting to see him when he's at his best, and obviously lighting up the MCG. It's, it's incredible to watch. There was a story that Will Schofield told during the week about Shannon Hearn, who also retired the following day. Uh, Shannon Hearn announced his retirement, a great of the Eagles, games record holder, premiership captain, and uh, yep. just a long and storied career. But there was a, a game at Subi Oval where early in the game, Shannon Hearn cleaned up Buddy, and Buddy went off, was a little <laughs> sore, and he didn't really come yep. back with any sort of vigour after that. So Shannon Hearn could match it with the big and the, uh, the biggest and the best. Yeah, I remember. I think that was 2017, and uh, Bunger and, and Buddy were going at the ball, and Bunger kind of just... Forgot all about the ball, went straight out of the ribs for Buddy, and he put him down for a while. And it took him took him a while to come back on, but he had a bit of a giggle after it. And that's that's all part of the game. And and you know, Bunga's one of those hard nuts. You just don't want to get in front of him. He's a very freight train coming at you. So yeah, he, he definitely put some intimidation in those big forwards. And another player that just seemed to be off the field. We knew very little about him. He just kept to himself. But on the field, um, he would show that. Uh, well, again, a little not white line fever, but uh, they, they become different people. Yeah, look, he's he's always been like that, Bunger, and uh, even travelling with him all those years, he'd always have his best mate, Matty Prittis, that go off and have their coffee days together and just sit alone and keep to himself, and he was always a very humble person, and once you once you want to have a chat to him, and he's always got the time of day, even just with people on the streets, he, he's a very humble man, Bunger, and keeps to himself, very quiet, but yeah, once you cross that white line, it's all, all business, and that's what you want to, those are guys you love to play alongside. One of the great things about Shannon's career is an, if you're an Eagles fan and you go to the games, Shannon would get the ball forward to the wing and everyone in the crowd would yell out, have a shot, because he was such a good <laughs> yep. kick from distance. Um, I don't think there's been too many better over a 50, 60 metre trajectory to hit a target with a flat, long kick. Yeah, I think even the message came out to the forward. So JK, myself, Lacroix, Darling, would just say, you know what, when, when Bunga's got it outside wing, let's just not lead, because he knows he's going to have a shot. So it was always <laughs> like that. Sometimes he'd, he'd kick him, other times we'd just think, oh, opposition's going to mark it all the way. If not, then... We, we we know that uh, once Bunger gets the ball outside 50, you might as well just leave it all up to him. Josh, the, their longevity in the game, one played over 350, Bunger's on I think a 332 at the moment. Um, obviously their work ethic and the preparation and their recovery and, and all that, it, it, they were obviously very focused in, in that regard as well. And, and to think that um, Shannon had to go across, fly across, and and you know in the plane trips and all that sort of stuff. Being the from from Western Australia, um, just the way that they prepare. With it, with it, did you notice the that they were pretty exceptional set examples? Yeah, Bunga was always one of those that would do his own individual recovery. Like the boys would obviously get together, do the recovery, the ice bars, but he would always find ways to do those extras. You know, he'd be down doing some uh, some extra. Pilates or, or whatever he needed to do to look after his body and keeping himself in good shape and we know that the hair was obviously losing every every second but he was always looking, <laughs> finding ways to look after himself and one guy that would always, you know, you'd look to in terms of just setting standards and he was always doing that to look after himself and as you said with travel 
he'd always have the ice packs on. He'd be doing the little things that the physios required to get better because we knew that week in, week out, we needed him to step up and play his best. So he was always there to, to provide and, and do the right thing that was going to be best for his body. And look, as I said, he played out a long career and to play over 330 games, it's it's an amazing credit to him and, and will continue to go on to be one of the greats at the West Coast, but also in the AFL. Particularly with the travel, Josh, for a, for a West Australian team. And he's been spared any more travel. He won't play this weekend against Essendon. He won't play against the Doggies in round 23 either. But all those plane trips uh, from Perth to interstate and back, we probably underestimate that, don't we? How much travel's involved and how much recovery's involved. Yeah, look, four-hour flights are the best sometimes, especially after a, a tough game on the MCG on a Friday night. And look, if you talk about frequent flight points, I think Bunga's got everyone covered in the AFL. But he's... Uh, it's it's a tough journey, but yeah, you you got to those are the things you got to sacrifice and commitment you have to give to the game. And, and you know, the Eagles we used to travel every every two weeks to go all over the countryside just to play football. But those are the commitments and sacrifices you make to to go into the AFL. And when she crossed that white line, that's it. It's all business. But yeah, like it, it it's obviously a, a good way as well to to bond and unite the football club. You know, the players get to travel with each other every two weeks there. It's kind of like the hub life, you know, where they're always together and, and getting around, getting amongst each other. But we had that every two weeks, you know, for four days we'd spend together in a hotel, just going for walks, getting to know each other off the field, which then made us a stronger unit on field. So I think that was a, the positives we kind of took away from it. Uh, it's a great weekend of footy. There's some really important games in round 21, Josh. The Sydney Derby, we say Derby, they say Derby over there, Battle of the Bridge. <laughs> DWS yep. are the form team of the comp, aren't they? Uh, they might be hard to stop. They are, yeah. Look, they've got some uh, great players in the side. They're, they're a young side still, but they've got the, uh, the leaders that are stepping up now. Obviously, Jesse Hogan's back in, Tom Green. So these, these guys are going to be uh, a great inclusion for them. And for the Swans as well, Tom Hickey coming in, Aaron Francis, obviously losing the, the skipper and, and Rampy. It's, it's going to be massive. And Buddy, obviously, done for the, for the rest of the year. It's going to be uh, a challenge for the Swans to try and stop the capabilities of the Giants because once they're up and about, they're very hard to beat. They play a lot like uh, Collingwood at times. When they get their momentum up, they're very hard to stop coming through the corridor. Their ball use, the young players that just whiz it around and make it hard for the opposition to get any sort of influence preventing their uh, inside 50 connection. And as I said, with guys like Green and, and all that up forward, they're very hard to stop. So, yeah, it's going to be a challenge and, and a great battle between two uh, the two Sydney sides. Well, what about your old team, the Bulldogs, tonight up against Richmond? And I suppose we're a bit repetitive in saying that every game we seem to talk about it's very important in the way it is with the, the ladder and that but pretty important game for both of these teams oh look it's going to be a massive game especially for the dogs hanging on for that eighth position so they, they know that the other teams are uh, just uh fighting their way to get in, in front of them obviously with with carlton just above them and geelong sydney richmond they're they're all play, all clubs that are just fighting to get into the top eight and it's going to be a, a challenge for for the dogs but look they they seem to play better when they've got pressure on they're always known as the underdogs and when they come into the game with, without the pressure, I think they play a lot more better with their confidence and ability to move the ball around. And having, obviously, their experience coming back in the side, like Ed Richards and, and Liam Jones, who's going to be a great inclusion for their back line. It's going to be a, a great battle tonight between the two sides. And, yeah, look, uh, same with, with Richmond. You know, they're, they're a team that are on the up, but it's it's all really about how the way they finish off the season. And if they do want to play finals, that's what the message is going to be to the from the coaches to the players is that we're, we're obviously a chance but it all comes down to them to make the most of their opportunities and if they want it enough they're going to go out there and play with a lot of hunger to get that win. Now Josh I know you're not on the NIRS call tonight you must have had a premonition of what was coming Richmond have rested some of their stars no Dusty no Gene Cotton yeah. so Richmond have decided that uh, a five-day turnaround they don't want to risk some of these veteran players. 
Yeah, well, the, as I said, it's it's all about the way you monitor your body, and they're obviously making the right decision for the players. If they can't go out and give 100%, then you've got to make what's best for the team. And if you can have these young players come in, and that's sometimes what it works. What works for clubs, you know, you bring in young young players that not many oppositions would know about. They come in with the uh, unawareness really of what a player's capabilities are. Whereas if you have got the guys like Dustin Martin and Trent Koch, you know we're going to get week in week out with them. But if you get, come in with a side that's unpredictable, they're going to be a lot harder and a lot. Um, a lot more difficult to kind of set structures up in ways preventing them coming inside 50. Whereas you've got the other end, as I said, you've got guys like uh, Norton and Jamara who are, who are playing with a great, having a great season up forward. So you know what they're going to be doing to try to get the ball into them deep and, and long to those those guys. But yeah, coming inside 50, the other end for Richmond, when they're up and about, it's when their smalls come in and the guys like, you know, Jaden Short and uh, Shea Bolton, all them that when they're up and about and dangerous, they're going to be pretty hard to beat. So yeah, it's going to be a great matchup, and looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, Jaden Short back for his 150th game tonight, so uh, life membership at the Richmond Football Club for him. Josh, thanks very much for your time. Always nice to chat footy with you, and uh, enjoy your weekend. No worries, boys. Thanks for that. You too. Josh Carter with us here on Sport FM. He's part of the NIRS commentary team. Uh, not there tonight for Richmond and, and the Western Bulldogs, but you hear him quite regularly on those matches uh, on a Friday night and a Sunday afternoon.